I'm not... This isn't the start of... Yeah. I, I love my husband. And I love my wife. Is it strange I'm more certain of that now? Maybe this is the key. You know, we've done it. And it's like all that pressure that's been building up between us, it's now... It's out of our system. Meet the Kennedys at Lassiter's, hole at the waterhole. A cup of tea at Harold Sonia's nursery for a stroll. It's time to neighbors. CJ, Kate and Bea. Let's get the Neighbours. Hello, this is Neighbours. We are the Neighbours Recap Podcast and we are overanalyzed episodes of the Aussie soap opera, Neighbours. We are, of course, at Aussie Pace, three weeks ahead of the UK because of unfairness. And I am Vaya. I can never suspend disbelief and I'm in Melbourne's mobile pirate net studios we're using our own equipment today because we don't trust the hive. We've uh, severed our ties with the hive's business model. Uh, so I'm Bea and I've got Kate at Remude on Twitter who is in the neighbouring vehicle. Well, as, as I like to call it, it's the annex. Oh. My car is clearly the annex to your, your mobile pod, oh, yes, pod van. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah. It's, this is the equivalent of like a sidecar and a motorbike. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And the reason we've severed the ties from the hive is because there's just a, they're under a cloud of legal scrutiny. I'll tell you what, after that um, bloody uh, gallery launch, that like that's yeah, I, I don't feel safe to be particularly honest. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fact that our stuff could get vandalised at any moment and yeah. swapped out. I mean, I want that art critic to come back and tell us what a genius Ned is again. But yeah, <laughs> squeeze it. So, um, we'll get stuck in a little bit into that because I've got some thoughts about how that storyline's evolved. And, of course, the marquee storyline of the week, which was Pippi. Um, but, bit of Neighbours Council business. The business, again. Um, firstly, we're still getting new patrons, Kate. Oh, my God. Yeah. And this is, we had, this is a really fun name, Artsy Tingles. Oh, that's great. This could be one of the Fandangle usernames. <laughs> so if anyone subscribes using, what was what was the, Scarlet's name? Scavenger 35 or 55? Yeah. Scavenger King. Because that's what made him think it was a man. Wait, wait till you get a special request from the Scavenger King. <laughs> I don't know. What else could they possibly request? You, you've caused quite a stir with what your theory was that Ned was oh, doing for, for so his special request. I, um... This week, I binge-watched two entire weeks of Neighbours and then also um, three episodes of Neighbours. I was that far behind <laughs> on everything. I was watching it with my husband and I was saying, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of controversy on the pod where I was speculating <laughs> as to what his special task was. And he looks at me and he goes, what, like a goatsy? And I'm like, what is that? Oh, you have topped me. What is that? I am that? certainly not explaining that on air because I okay. think I've offended enough sensibilities. Sure. Well, now I think it's just shining a light on your relationship, I, I fear. He, he out-trumped me on the disgusting sexual acts front. <laughs> we also have to do a birthday shout-out. This is to complete the trifecta of birthday shout-outs from the same WhatsApp group that we had a thousand years ago. Okay, so remember how we shouted out Abby and Lily, the sisters that were in a WhatsApp group? Yep. And the third party of their WhatsApp group had a birthday, Lizzie... Happy birthday for the 5th of October. 
But also, she just had a baby boy. Oh, congratulations. And they've given him his own neighbour's nickname. Yeah. He's Baby Ned. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, hope it's all going well. Hope you're able to have lots of cuddles and snuggles in the middle of lockdown and it's not too painful um, and that we are keeping your company during these crazy times. Neighbours and neighbours were an important part of Lizzie's maternity leave for her first Aww. baby who learnt to dance to the neighbours theme tune. That's so sweet. So, another neighbour, welcome and happy birthday, Lizzie. Funny story in the news this week is that Alan Fletcher and Stefan Dennis are going to be promoting the COVID app in the UK for the NHS. Which I don't think they have much use for. Well, no, but um, I, look, I couldn't find the actual ad for it, but there was a quote in it saying that um, you know, everybody needs to help their neighbours. Yeah, so Stefan and Alan, we'll link it to it on our um, Facebook group. Stefan and Alan both say it's to protect your neighbours in the middle of this montage of people doing portrait-style pipe-up videos explaining <laughs> why it's useful. And I hope it's a lot more useful than the app we had in Australia that did Sweet FA. Found four people. (laughs) That was well worth spending multiple millions of dollars on. Just finding people at a glacial pace. Um, But everyone was like, oh, you know, you've got to listen to Ramsey Street's doctor. I'm like, well, we don't listen to him on Ramsey Street. So what we're going to say for Patreon is Clive and Sheila trying to reconnect. Ah, Excellent. Because um, it gave us one of our amazing cosplay moments. This is business. It's not personal. So, back into the main agenda. We're going to do a deep dive. Got to do a deep dive on Pippi. We've got to do a shallow paddle across the start of the week. Look, Kate, I went back to work for a couple of days a week. And I've been drained of all possible care factors of anything going on <laughs> in ever outside anything, and I did not have patience at the start of the week for old mate Ned Willis and the pickle he got him his own self into and has no one else to blame. You've seen the light finally, Bea, haven't you? I Look, I know he's got a very cool jacket now and scruffy hair, which was a point in his column, but how many more times does Yashvi have to tell him to pull his head in? Oh, he's, he's just an idiot. I just don't get it. Like... You know, don't follow the psycho who's accusing you of being her stalker. Just don't follow her. How about that? Like you get hanging up on Gashvi and saying, "I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna do anything, whatever." And it's like, then what are you chasing her for? Oh, he's just a halfwit. He's his dad all over. What was his main plan there? What was his end game? I don't know. I've seen enough true crime documentaries mm. to go. He's probably gonna murder her. He made no sense. Like, oh no, I was just gonna like speed chase her down the highway. And then what? Hope she crashes into a tree. Ugh. So Ned has this like missing eight hours where he can't piece together what's happened and Yashvi finds him awake, in his, asleep in his car with a head wound. You, you would think that once they were on the road to the peninsula that you'd just go, oh, I think I know where she's going now and I'm going to turn around because nothing good happened there last time. Um, where were they going? To the maze. Yeah, out in Red Hill, I think. Yeah. And surely by then you'd you'd want to go to the bathroom and get a drink, like after an hour and a half. I think you could go through like the Peninsula Maccas or something. And so he's come back with a head wound. Which he's quite happy to conceal. He didn't want to go to hospital about it. No, just put a hat on. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, and did you notice Paul was actually being a responsible dad-like figure to him in that moment? 
Paul wanted him to actually go to hospital to get his head wound seen too. And Paul later in the week said to Ned, look, whatever you've done, mate, don't worry about it. If you want to go to ground, like, yeah. I can help you. How can anyone argue that Paul Robinson isn't a top bloke? <laughs> He's got your back if you're in trouble. Except he wouldn't support Ned when he wanted to do art. He's like, oh, you waste of space. And now it's like, oh, but if you've murdered someone, no worries. I've, I'll sort you out. I'm still with Team Paul on this. <laughs> Um, they're all rallying around him, all the Willises. Why Why is Paul supporting him, though? Like, he's only supporting him because he's Tarage's ex-stepson. I actually think he's earned a bit of Paul's respect by accident, <laughs> just by being, just by going out and he's like, oh, this, this woman's terrorising me, I'm just going to go and extinguish her flame. Oh. Is <laughs> that a bad turn of phrase? I'm just going to go take care of this situation. And extinguish her life. Yeah. Um, and Paul's like, yeah, I can relate to that. It's relatable content for Paul. Paul doesn't – he's never tried to do any art, so he doesn't relate. No, 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 but what did Paul do? Who did he kill? Gus Cleary? Yeah. Was that the – yeah. Oh, well. Got let off. Yeah. The law sorted it out. Um, but I I just – I think there's too many cops on Ramsey Street because – there's, there's too much crime at the moment. Uh, I saw someone complain about that online this week that it's becoming like a procedural cop drama. But also, I don't. I wouldn't mind so much if the cops weren't related to the residents of the street, because then you've got Yashvi interrogating her boyfriend for the disappearance of this woman, and his mate, his buddy Levi, who lives two doors down. And like, if you're gonna have this many criminal incidents on the street. I think we need to have like a Tim Collins style cop that that is a that is a recurring guest and not a main cast member. Yeah, yeah, like an an actual detective rather than like working the beat. Yeah, or then and then Yashvi just works the beat and doesn't do the questioning. We don't have to have like very serious crime as well, can't we? Just have some stolen bikes, some yeah. people shoplifting from Harold's. Nick is off the washing line. No, that's that's creepy. That was the <laughs> dog. That's sex offender. <laughs> No, I was thinking of when the dog did it. Okay. <laughs> when Bossy did it. <laughs> well, we haven't seen old mate Clancy in a while. He's, has he got like canine COVID or something? Well, I saw him pop up on um, April Pengilly's Insta stories. So I think oh, he'll be making an appearance. Um, there's not much more I want to say about the Ned and Scarlet stuff. I think it's quite grim. So she's he's yelling from the rooftops that she's framed him because they found mm. blood on his art palace nu- artist's palette knife. And which looked like paint, but anyway. Oh, hang on. No, you've you've dodged the best part of the week, which was when um Scarlett's boyfriend, fiance Basil. When Basil presented the, the like the um smoking gun to uh Levi, which was the video videos, the per, the perverted videos that he'd been sending to Scarlett. Oh right, of course. Yes, because that's what made me think of you, Kate, because um Levi had to watch the footage back. Ned Willis has been bombarding Scarlett with inappropriate messages for some time. A nude photo, videos. The last one was obscene. Come on, we all know what he's doing to that coffee table. If feral old Basil's having a judge. I just, I wanted to see like a bit more kind of like disgust on Levi's face for that though. I guess, you know, Levi's a professional cop. He's seen worse probably. Yeah. 
But Basil, I found it interesting. I did a little Google on the actor and he is um, quite a well-regarded voice coach, like a dialect coach because he's American-Australian. Yes. So he coaches a lot of Aussies on their American accents. Interesting. Like um, Pipes and uh, Magda Shabansky and um, a bunch of of people. So, yeah, interesting. And what an intriguing relationship that is. We've got baby Dr. Carl here, by the way. He's joining us. And he's just so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and looking at me from um, Vea's car, and it's pretty super cute. <laughs> he's a proper mascot. Um, you're not going to grow up and be like Ned, like an idiot. You're going to listen to your girlfriend or boyfriend if they tell you to pull your head in. You're going to go and study law like Uncle Toad. <laughs> you study all of it, not just the, <laughs> not just the few bits that pertain to your friends. Because... Um, I found that interesting as well that they were trying to call Ned in to be uh, call Toadie in to be Ned's lawyer, and Ned's like, "Oh, he's too busy. I'll get someone else." I'm like, "Okay, that's wise." Yeah, and then like, yeah, get Paul to get a decent lawyer, which he was getting action yeah. at some point. Ugh, I worry for Scarborough. Um, I just, I don't want her to be dead. No, like that's grim. That's a horrible life. Yeah, that poor woman. I'm still on her side. And then there was an amazing moment when um, David and Aaron were saying to Nicolette, oh, we're going to go see if Ned's okay. Um, you know, you should hear this whole story. And she goes, oh, I'd rather err on the side of the victim here. <laughs> uh, good, good old um, <laughs> knickknack. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's the devil's advocate yeah. really, isn't she? Which is exactly how you would be if a couple of guys were like, oh, this mole was terrorising this yeah. poor dude has done nothing wrong. It's like, oh. I'd like to hear her side of the story. Yeah, no, Nick Mac has a um, healthy scepticism for um, toxic masculinity, yeah. doesn't she? Mm-hmm. So, well, let's move over to the Brenakas since we're there. Nicolette has repaired their roof, her, their collapsed roof herself. And she made a joke herself about um, being like the lesbian stereotype, didn't she? Yes. She said, don't you get between a lesbian and her DIY skills. <laughs> Perfect. I would, at the very least, I'd be expecting um, Aaron to help hold up the bloody plasterboard, as you're putting it there. Instead, Aaron's dug out yet another one of his rough trade costumes, and he's come out in his tradey gear. Nice. <laughs> did, did he and um, Pastori Josh do that together? The, I think so, yeah. yeah. Then he's got that quick-release Velcro, and he's got to go get changed. He's like, oh, well, that's me done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still really enjoying their share house vibes. I'm, I'm, I've been looking up Barbies for um, Baby Madge, and I found two Barbies this week. One that looked like Chloe, and one that looked like a lot like Aaron. <laughs> so they're getting along great, fixing their house, and uh, going to have a great old time as housemates, making breakfast for each other. Yeah. And yeah, they've, they've given her a nickname, which is Knickknack. Mm. And she's like, oh, only my friends give me nicknames. This is nice. And then yet another friend walks through the door. Yes, Audrey. Previously only known as uh, the Kennedy's dog, Audrey. Oh, yeah. Um, They don't often recycle names. No, and they did last week with her friend Erin because there was junkie Erin. Oh, yeah. Um, Although I did realise for a while there was a Paul. Yeah, Paul Paul McLean. Yeah, which I, I guess they never thought Stefan would be back. No. Um, so Audrey, I've got to say, is the, the most matronly dresser I've ever seen. She's, she's pretty frumpy. That was not a good outfit for poor Audrey. 
But so Audrey is also a nurse and she worked, I think, I assume it was palliative care in with Nicolette up in Canberra. I do like the continuity. They've, they've established early on that Nicolette is a palliative care nurse. That's her mm. background. She, that's how she helped Ma Brennan. And then um, she and Audrey cared for this, this old, old man. Old man who um, had a winning lottery ticket. Wow, that was fun. I found that fun. Because at first when she goes, what are you doing here? We pr- pr- promised never to speak of this again. I thought, oh, no, there's another murder. <laughs> I'm just so fatigued. It's I'm still not over. murder fatigue. Yeah, Ellie got accused of murder earlier in the year. I don't have the energy to go through it with Ned. Yeah. I don't have the energy to go through it with Nicolette, who I just met. Oh, I remember those carefree days of Bum Island. <laughs> <sighs> so... I was like, oh, God, I don't have the energy for this. But then they real, they real reveal that they stole this dying man's lottery ticket and just cashed it in. And um, to justify it to themselves, they were saying, well, the old man's family didn't care about him and, you know, we cared more for him in his last months than they did. And they not, not your place to judge, ladies, but okay. Yeah, but uh, look, I'm with Nicolette. You've gotten away with it. You're unlikely to be caught right now. What's your your problem? It was out of the blue that Audrey's like, no, we need to come clean to his family right now because I've got the guilt. Like, well, yeah. just say it was $25,000 and don't involve Nicolette. Yeah, and also, um, I don't know, maybe this is the time for a murder. <laughs> Nicolette, get your bloody skills together and bump her off. But instead, she's gotten her a job at the hospital. I want to know, what has Nicolette pissed away that money on? She said she went travelling. She's very like Chloe, which is unusual that they are such a match for each other because yeah. they're very similar. They've you know gone travelling around the world. They've got a party lifestyle. But you know what they remind me of? And you'll love this comparison. They remind me of Toadie and Sonia. Just like no conceivable reason why they should be together though. Nicolette and Chloe? Yeah. Like at the start I was like... Why is there this relationship? That makes no sense that he would go out with such a dullard like Sonia. Well, at the time, and I always talk about it, she was training puppies and that was cute. But then... But then she was like this loser who hung around him when he was in this fake relationship with, uh, with Steph. Steph. And to get closer to his foster kid because he was yeah. his, her own son. That retcon was the best retcon yeah. in the history of Neighbours. Yep. That's when you go, oh, maybe time to... yeah. Cast your net out again, Toad. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I to me, I could see Chloe and Nick having an amazing fling. Yeah. Because they're similar. But they Nicolette's, go, like, just got an ugly personality, I reckon. She's, yeah. She, she like, instigates fights. She's a bit schemy and she, that sort of thing. Yeah, she's very bratty. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Carl's eating my shirt. Um, but... What helps pave the way for the affair later in the week is that Pierce is sniffing around this Audrey Nicolette yeah. conversation. And because everybody discusses their like terrible plans in the middle of Harold's. Yeah. And then he sits down this total stranger and he's like, Hey, are you okay, love? Like I could see she was bullying you. And rightly so, Audrey goes back to Nicolette and is like, This weirdo <laughs> This weirdo with huge guns. Stopped me over a coffee <laughs> and wanted to know my business. And Nicolette marched straight over to the Brunacca, to the Castle Grayson and so oh, stay away from my friends. That's what I, one thing I do really love about Nicolette is that she 
she gets wind of bullshittery yeah. and calls it out immediately. She's not going to be intimidated by it. And she also um, drops it in at the most, like, embarrassing time for Pierce as well. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is not a good time? Too bad. Pierce is such a sook. Do the UK have the term sook? I don't know. I think it's. I think it works. A little kid who sulks, I guess. Yeah. Um, or whiny little bitch, I think. Yes. Uh, just stop cracking the sads. You're an adult man. But he's not, is he? He's a man-child billionaire. No. Um, Chloe keeps asking him, like, why do you keep telling me who I can and can't talk to? Like, I've said there's nothing between me and Nicolette. Yeah. You biphobic asshole. Chloe had a miscarriage, like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah. He's a, you know what he is, Vare? He's a piece of shit. <laughs> Pierce of shit. And that phrase will just this whole week. The Pierce very shitty shit. things he did. Yeah. So then he's moody and broody and he and Chloe have had, had this fight. So he makes it up with, and I know CJ would have enjoyed this moment, diamonds. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. That was a very diamondy necklace as well. <laughs> Not really my taste, but I wouldn't say no. Um, he opens it up in the cafe, dippy drools all over it. And oh, and then when Chloe says, no, you can't buy me off for being an asshole," And Dippy's just standing in the background, just kind of outraged, kind of. You can just see her thinking, how dare she refuse a gift from this amazing man? Diamonds, on, it's diamonds. It's a piece of shit. <laughs> He's accusing his bereaved wife of having an affair with her lesbian friend. And not even that, just he's accusing his bereaved wife of... Possibly wanting a mate to chat to. Yeah. Chloe storms out and Pierce should have gone back to his son because Hendrix was the one that said, hey, dad, buy her a present. And then he's like, oh, sorry if that wasn't good advice. Pierce should have said, you know what? Maybe my teenage boy isn't the one who should be advising me. No, but didn't Hendrix say to um, him, she, this will look like you're buying her off. She won't be down with it. Oh, that's right. Hendrix told him to go talk to Audrey. And then said sorry. And at that point, Pierce should have been like, okay, the tail's wagging the dog. I shouldn't be getting (laughs) advice from children. Um, Tell you what he should be doing. Should be bloody fathering his son who's in bloody year 12. Yeah, get off the phone to your girlfriend. You've got exams literally in two weeks. But also, hey, Pierce of shit, don't have an affair when your kid has exams. Like, (laughs) he would have had an exam this week. Yeah, English? No, it was the Gash this week. Oh, yeah, where they, yeah, where they, um. It's kind of like a general. General knowledge, yeah. So, Pierce continues his little tantrum and, you know, they're, they're trying to have date night, Chloe and Pierce. They go to get Mexican or something. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, Dippy and Puffy have had a spat because Puffy, who's meant to be in recovery for his two week drug problem, has decided, oh, I'm going back to uni. Yeah, she'll be right. I've signed in again. I've enrolled. I mean, I have two minds about this. Like, yes, it it is something that he should discuss with his wife. But also, I think she's overreacting as well. Oh, she's looking for any convenient excuse to And I feel for him when, when he was saying, I can't do anything right. You tell me what to do, which is such an unhealthy relationship um, dynamic. But I, I, I understand what he's saying. Like, D- Dippy is just going to be disappointed in him no matter what. Yeah. She's she's point scoring and he can't win any points. No. At that point is when you go, all right, let's go see a relationship psychologist yeah. together. Um, because 
did we need a neutral party to navigate yeah. this for us? Um, to, to lay down some ground rules on how we actually communicate. Because um, she can't keep pulling the, I'm working at all, all hours to bring home the bacon and... Yeah, and then say, no, you can't do anything. You can't go to work. Like, she was whinging that he was he pulled a late shift later in the week. And you're like, well, he really can't win at all. And then she was persnickety when he went, he went to NA. Everything's yeah. anonymous. And she was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, that was, just, that was a bullshit response, that one. Look, I don't want to be an apologist for Shane, but he's he's facing some tough issues at the moment and he's just getting no support from anyone. However... He's completely deluded. Just going, everything's fine. I'm going back to uni. I'm like, uni caused this problem, Shane. Mm. And you haven't sorted out your um your imposter syndrome about studying and getting a degree. So go resolve that. Also, you can't just turn up back at uni like mid semester either. You like would be you would have deferred till the end of the year. Yeah. Um so he's pulling a shift. And Pierce has cracked the shits and he's going to go and stay at, at work at Lazarus. Jesus. Pierce of shit. Which, to be honest, I would be doing all the time if I owned a hotel. But he's just gone, <laughs> he, you know, he's told his son, oh, I just had a fight with my wife, so I'm going to leave and I'll just leave you here with her. Poor Hendrix. No wonder he's watching Love Island with Suze. <laughs> yeah. I did enjoy the little detail that they had Jane say um, she suggested to Susan to watch reality TV to connect with the students and then Susan just got hooked. <laughs> of course she would. Susan would love a bit of trash TV. Yeah. He pierces in his suite and he's scrolling through the phone and it lands on Dippy. Oh, and it was the same um, menu that he it, – it, it is his phone menu because remember last time I pointed out because Andrew Curry was on it? Oh, No. Yeah, he's still in his phone book. <laughs> is that one of the Curry brothers? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, which one was Andrew Curry? I think he's the one who is Woody. Oh, Steph's mate. Yep. Okay, so he's like, "Are you busy? Can we talk?" And Dippy comes over for a chat to the hotel, and she's starts off innocently, like, oh, "Okay, well, let's go to the cafe, um, and I'll, you know, I'll make you a deconstructed taco." And he's like, "No, no, no, no." We're going to order off the room service menu. Yes. Um, and he made a claim that Lassiter's has the, the best duck in Melbourne. The best duck breast in Melbourne. Of course, <laughs> of course he's thinking about breasts. But I was watching that with my husband and we're both just like, no, no, you don't. Like, don't bullshit me here that, that the Lassiter's restaurant is, is in any way acclaimed. Where, who's, well, where would you go for the best duck breast in Melbourne? Oh, it's probably somewhere in the city. A uh, little uh, Chinatown, I yeah. imagine. Oh, yeah. Look, I'd be going to like a specialty duck Chinese restaurant probably, but there's other cuisines which do cook duck very well. Vieux de Monde, maybe? Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get a bit of um, Shannon Bennett, a.k.a. Um, Madeline West's real-life husband. Slash it's, it's complicated. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering... How is Lassiter's getting duck? Are they just heading heading down the lake and just getting a few stray flocks? Yeah, may, may contain <laughs> a bit of a heavy metal from the CDs. Yeah, they've just got um, like the chef from The Little Mermaid just getting yeah. too close to some of the local um, fauna. But best duck in the world, and it's room service. So it's spent, what, at least 15 minutes on a trolley getting to you from the kitchen? I don't think that's going to be Melbourne's best duck. Uh, but he's getting the lobster, and this is how his, his controlling nature is apparent as well, because he orders for Dippy. She goes, I'll have the Caesar salad. 
I love basic B dippy after my own heart. I love me a Caesar salad. Yeah, but she's looks at and she's gone, what's the cheapest thing I can find on this menu? <laughs> I don't want to be obliged to this man in any way, even and though I'm sitting on his bed. Yeah, and she go, he goes, no, 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 you're getting the duck and I'm getting the lobster. Well, what if Dippy wants lobster? I don't know. Riddle me this, Vaya. But if you've had a giant gourmet meal... Do you just want to lie there and clutch your stomach or do you want to actually have sex? Get nude in front of a stranger. <laughs> well, maybe it depends on the timeline of events. Maybe the food hadn't arrived yet. Because So Dippy and Pierce are ha- stuck into the wines on the bed. Oh, no. Well, the food would have been because didn't they then get into the dessert menu or something like that? Of course. One of everything. Okay. Man knows how to order. I'll give him that. One I'm, of everything. I heard that and I was like, oh, my gut is hurting already at this I was point. Signed, I was signed up. I was there. I was knocking on the door. Hey, guys, room for one more. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you're ordering for six. <laughs> um, and Dippy spies the jewellery case on the table. Oh, can we pl- I think we need the saddest bitch in Aaron's Barrow here. <laughs> the saddest bitch. In Aaronsborough. How needy are you going to be? Because you're like, oh, can I try it on? Whereas, meanwhile, she's probably just seeing dollar signs. She's like, I could take this down to cash converters. Oh, yeah. Pay the rent for the rest of the year. <laughs> um, so they do this. This is quite incredible. I found this scene where she tries on the necklace. Because mm. clearly we're limited by COVID interactions here. We can't get mm. Mr. Joe Harl back to... <laughs> <laughs> to do the role in the hay. Um, but also, you know, Dippy and um, Chloe have very different figures. So, and and also, um, Chloe's quite tall in comparison to Dippy as well. So, this necklace wouldn't have been quite so sexy on her compared to Dippy. Uh, well, so, this was incredible. Dippy tries the necklace on in the mirror Take, loosens a few buttons to get the full effect. Yeah, turns it slithered down into her bosom. <laughs> turns around and her bra is visible. And it was, it was like a, a red bra with like lacing up the front. I'm like, hang on, that's just her everyday bra. That's just to amazing. work in, just to pull a shift to the cafe. This was the most relatable content for me because I, as I said, I've just gone back to work and I'm navigating breastfeeding over Zoom meetings and like having the baby just out of shot. And I swear to God, I, st- I stood up in front of the Zoom camera one day and I hadn't zipped up like my breastfeeding dress. And so I just had bra visible. I don't think the- there were three men on the phone and I don't think any of them cottoned on. One of them was my partner. I don't think any of them cottoned on. Um, but I, that was the most relatable moment for me. I'm like, yes, Dippy, you didn't realise the girls were on show. I've was been a- there this week, honey. There was a spillage at the cannery. <laughs> and I found this quite... Quite thrilling. Oh, if only I dressed for diamonds today. Oh. oh, yes. Definitely better than rhinestones. Let's see. What do you think? You're gorgeous. How about now? I don't want you to stop. But then you see his hungry eyes, basically, don't you? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have now seen Tim Robard's sex face. We had the foghorn going, auga. <laughs> he had this strange look on his face for a very long time, and I thought, he's, he's drawing this experience from real life, I reckon. And when he, go, when he goes, you look good, on The Bachelorette, when they were all on those, you know, crazy dates 
and he had to, well, he had to make eyes at all kinds of ladies. And then she undoes another button and he goes, Yeah, you trollop. And he goes, don't stop. I loved it. No, I was like, (laughs) you two people are the worst. And I'm comparing you to Scarlett and you're like, you're just batted the worstness out of the park right here. I at least respected Dippy a little bit for enjoying it because she said to him afterwards, I was with like one guy, like half a guy before I met Shane and it was not even a real thing. And then I was with Shane and then that was it. So she was at least going to be like, oh, well. He's a guy, he's an attractive man, he's yeah, into me. And Pierce has gone well. This doesn't apply to me in any which way. <laughs> it's like, you know, I paid my wife to have sex with me yeah. before we got married. This is, yeah, and he, she was checking him out when he went for a jog with no shirt on. Oh my God, that man, I, <laughs> I took a still of him. He has never neglected arm day any day of the week, has no, he? Nor will he ever. He had some traps on him. That were bigger than his head. He's going to be one of those people that when the baby, when his baby comes, he's going to be doing um, pull-ups with the baby. Yeah, yeah. He's going to adjust the Tim Robards method. He's he's going to have to have like quintuplets to actually be an adequate <laughs> like you know wait for him to live. Uh, so we cut the episode cuts off there, and then the next day we see the rumpled bed sheets, and Dippy comes out in the bathrobe after having had a shower. Shit! What a piece of shit. So, it's the aftermath of the deed, and thank God they didn't do the lean-in, cut-away, weird COVID filming. I thought they did it effectively with the script and the restrictions. You know what is a bit weird? The way they're promoting it as the affair, (laughs) like it's Hotel Death Trap. Whereas I would be calling it Pippi! Uh, and the promos are really saucy with Dippy unbuttoning her blouse and stuff. So Pippi have a little debrief mm. about what's going on. They, I think they both enjoy themselves, but also they're just going to move past it. And uh, it wasn't the right thing to do, but they're just going to go back to their spouses and patch things up. <coughs> Bullshit. <laughs> but hang on. In the promo, um, you can see Dippy undoing her, her top. And it's not the top she was wearing on the night of the affair, and it's not the like red, you know, laced up bra. So I've here's my Kate Stradamus, which will be revealed within the next couple of weeks. Um, I reckon Dippy's gone home, had a quick shag with um, uh, with Shane, just like Pierce went home and shagged Chloe. And you know what? I think Dippy's going to have a change of life, baby. I got that vibe too. Mm. Um, and you know what? I think she could pass off a child as her husband's either way. I um, I was kind of like rolling with this and not – I wasn't too fussed by the whole cheating thing. I think it's, it's relationship drama. This is effective because it happens in real life. And if you're going to do a cheating scandal, you might as well go the whole hog. Don't just do a little, you know, no, pop-out kiss. No, it's, it's too dreadful to Chloe, this business. But, however – Still sleeping with your current partner, I think, is gross. Yeah. Don't involve, don't mix the fluids up, guys. This is not if you, wise. Yeah, particularly if they've had unprotected sex. Oh, it's, no. It, cause, and also, Dippy and Shane, like, started rekindling their physical romance last week, too. So, it's yeah. it's just too murky. Um, but Dippy, come on, does Dippy really want another baby when she's got an 18-year-old or 19-year-old? And two kids that she never sees. Yeah. Um, 
I had um, an amazing chat on Twitter during the week about the idea of Shane coming back. I'm sorry, I'm, I can't, I'm a hot mess this week. I can't credit the right people, but I'll retweet it. Um, yeah, what if um, it, t- it comes out that Jay's been dead for years and they, the, every time they refer to him, it's just Ghost Jay? <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's amazing. And so every time they say, we're going to go visit Jay in Sydney, it's just to go visit the cemetery. Yeah. No, that would be wonderful. And, you know, the so-called smart school he's at, the posh school. Yeah, no, it's just the cemetery. Yeah. yeah. Um, and when Kersha was like, I'm going to the same school Jay went to, it's like, yeah, <gasps> when he was alive. Oh, no. I thought that was a euphemism for oh, her no, dying. No, no. She's, she's fine. She's, a, she's living her best life. I um, – then this is – and then when they're um, kidding themselves is they each go home and have wonderful chats with their partners and then they come together in the in the forecourt the next day and they're like, what a great decision. We <laughs> Turning outside of our marital, marital bedrooms. You're terrible people. Because now we are back on track with our marriages. You are the worst. <laughs> the worst people in Ramsey Street. But I just think, okay, like – Remember when affairs mattered? Remember back in the old <laughs> Dr. Carl and um, Nicola Charles days? Well, I think it will matter. I think this is all going to come out and put a bomb in the middle of the street. Oh, you know what I want this to be? You know what I want to happen to Pierce? I want him to um, follow the same path as um, Dad Cop here. And get taken out <laughs> yeah, on the curbside. Yeah. Um, cheat on your wife, get murdered. <laughs> but this is look i like when neighbors does this this is reflecting this people in real life don't go oh what about that time my whole family fell out of a hot air balloon people in real life go well so and so cheated on so and so and now our home is broken so i don't even find that relatable though like i can't think of anyone i know who split up because the partners cheated on them oh i've i've heard it around town um but all, but it's not necessarily splitting up a lot of couples just work through it yeah i just think Maybe in real life, there's a lot of cheating that goes on behind closed doors, and mm. we don't people don't air their dirty laundry. Yeah, um, but don't don't celebrate it like it's something something you're proud of, Pippi. <laughs> Going, yeah, we we've really found a new solution to marital problems. Yeah, why don't they write books about this? Terrible people. <laughs> um, at least, uh, yeah, I, I stand by my opinion. If you're gonna do it, at least enjoy it and go. I'm gonna be bad. I'm going to be I'm going to lean into my villainy and I'm going to do this and at least oh it's it's still just next level being an asshole doing this to yeah. your your poor wife and while then, she's yeah recovering yeah and then going home and saying all right let's start fresh and there's no issues here worst and now they're all pals the force awesome foursome they're going to have coffee dates together what is wrong with them? Pippi need to now just kind of cool off the relationship a bit. Yeah. No more hellos as they pass each other. Just... Yeah. Keep gr- it professional. Yeah. Pierce could say to Chloe, look, I'm Shane's boss. He's still on shaky ground. I think it's best if we just keep this relationship professional at the moment. Yeah, great. Let's talk for Patreon now about Schlive. Cl- Colette Nan and Coyle are back from a little uh, stay in Frangers. Take a deep breath, relax, and unwind with a relaxation treatment at the Lasseter's Day Spa. Let your worries leave your body and cleanse your mind as the tension of the day evaporates into the air. 
But Harry, you have to use your voucher before it expires and it's the only type of transaction we accept. Pause your day, cancel your responsibilities, drop everything and get down here or you'll never relax again. The Lassiter's Day Spa. Stress less. But put a rocket up ya. We have to do Citizen and Citizen. I think, Kate, I will let you take the honours first. Oh, look, it's a one-two affair, really, <laughs> but um, ultimately, I think Pierce is a bigger citizen than Dippy. I agree. I agree. You are a Pierce of shit. Because also there's a power imbalance with them. Yes. He's clearly like, I'm going to use my flashy cash. Yeah. To Also, I'm your landlord. <laughs> yeah. And I'm in charge of your husband's job? Yeah. Yuck. Yeah, gross. And he only gave the job back out of oh, it's it's a hot mess. Come on, if if these women don't come out of this situation with a lot of cash, courtesy of Pierce Grayson, then <laughs> I, I just don't agree with anything. Um, I'm going to go citizen of the week, Ned Willis. What? Hang on, no, Pierce. No, you got to double up on this. Nah, I. You think Ned's a worse person than Pierce this week? No, but I had a better time watching Pierce's storyline play out than I did Ned's storyline. Yeah, I was. Yeah. No, I'm angry with Ned because I expect more from Ned. I don't expect more from Pierce. You expect anything from Ned? Yes. Historically, I do. And I I wanted this whole thing started out as an innocent little art show. He he wanted to paint. He he was a man with a paintbrush. And now he's swept up in a bloody possible murder charge or missing person charge. And I feel like I've had the rug pulled out from under me. We're, we didn't want this to come. We didn't want bum cake to turn into this. Pure, innocent <laughs> bum cake. Sit on a cake. <laughs> Shit on a cake. <laughs> I, I, no, I, was, had a, I had a tough week and I wanted to relax with my neighbours and I didn't, I didn't want crime. I didn't want crime. Nah, I, I have had enough of serious crime. Come on, guys. Petty it's- theft or nothing. You know, I don't want to be like the old cliche Neighbours fam where it was like, I can't let my children watch this. Um, <laughs> but it is getting pretty grim. I don't know if my – well, actually, my parents didn't care what I watched, but, you know, like it's pretty heavy forget for little ch- kids. But forget kids. I don't want teenagers and 20-year-olds watching men not believe women who get abused on prime I don't time. want them watching like bloody Pierce and Dippy together and going, oh, yeah, this seems to be morally correct. Oh, hang on. Can we just discuss something, seeing I wasn't on the pod last week? Going back to Ned's art show, which I loved, his, the paintings – okay, you remember how he had to paint from life? Then how the hell did he paint Harold and Lou? <laughs> Harold standing in front of Harold's? Was Harold – did he just come back for a day and maybe, sit there? Maybe he Zoomed them all. I just And Harold's like, like – God, look, mate, is this going to take too much longer? I've got to look after my grandkids. You are a scammer, Ned Willis. You are quite happy to paint from photos. And it's like it's always been very obvious that you have, like, after you started off your career painting a dead woman. What about how we spent $4,000 on catering and we didn't see any of it? Oh, that's like a like a bloody, like, like, a, like a political rort, that one, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, what's that money really been spent the, it's on? It's the real criminals, the caterers, taking him for a ride. Just like Scarlet wants to. <laughs> right. oh, but hang on, going back to his paintings, that giant Luna Park esque um, painting of of Lou Carpenter's scone just looming over every serious moment there when but Scarlet's there. Out of anyone though, I reckon you'd hang that up in your house for a bit of kitsch decor. Well, remember when we went on the neighbours tour and the actual H- Helen Daniels original yeah. portrait of 
um, the mayor, Luke Carpenter, was there. And I was just like, this is astounding. <laughs> I'd forgotten this even existed and it's fabulous. You became the critic. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I look forward to chatting again next week. I, I don't want – I just – if we're back in court next week, I'm out. I can't deal with it. Oh, it'll be all wrapped up with, by okay. Wednesday. All They've right, disappointed great. us thus far. Yeah. So I'm sure this whole um, Scarlet storyline will be over by Wednesday. But I'm here for Pippi. Reach out to us. Tell us, are you happy to watch the cheating scandal? Or are you as appalled as Kate here clutching her pearls? It's it's shocking. Neighbours Council on Facebook. Neighbours Pod on Twitter. I'm Vase on Instagram. Kate? I'm at Remude on Twitter. Daily Baby is my other podcast. And Patreon. <laughs> Patreon.com slash NeighboursPod. Baby Dr. Carl is here. Any final words? Yeah, he's just going to eat the microphone. He's just going to take a mouthful. And now it's covered in saliva. So (laughs) we'll chat to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.